This is former Auburn football player Danny Skutak, and you are listening to the Abbey Award-winning Sports Call Auburn. Welcome back to Sports Call Tiger 95.9. Ryan Lavoy, Tom Peavy, and Brooks Childress with you here on this Tuesday edition of the program. And we now go back to the Orthopedic Clinic phone line and we welcome on Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Kind enough to take some more time out of his day to join us on the show today. Justin, I hope you are well. How are things in your world? Uh, not bad. Uh, getting, uh, getting geared up for the Cal trip this week should be fun should be a very interesting game for Auburn and uh yeah big big weekend first weekend of the season out of the way trying to get back kind of into the groove of you know game week mode but it's been it's been good so far yeah let me go ahead and ask you about that uh are you looking forward to this trip to Cal because I know you're going out there like is this like yay get to see half the country or no this is incredibly far from home and I want to be somewhere closer no I'm actually looking forward to it um you know, I've been to a lot of places, um, you know, with work, and and uh, I've always enjoyed going and traveling and covering Auburn. And uh, Northern California is one of the few spots, like big spots, left in the country that I've never been to. So, looking forward to going, you know, for for the first time, and it'll be interesting to see just kind of what kind of crowd is at Cal, and just uh, I think it'll be a fun game, um, just because of you know what both Auburn and Cal showed in Week One. So. I'm looking forward to it. It's rare. I know it's not easy on the players. I know it's not easy on the fans. But um, as somebody who gets paid to do this, I'm, I'm completely fine doing it. Awesome. Yeah, no, again, like you said, though, it is certainly a, a rare trip there in a big area, and I, I think we're all uh, interested to see the crowd there for sure. So, Justin, before we get in the nuts and bolts of that game, let's talk a little bit about Auburn and UMass. What were the biggest positives, in your opinion, from game one? The fact that Auburn was able to run the ball so well, no Jark West Hunter, that's not surprising to me, but you rotated a ton of offensive linemen, like 13 offensive linemen played on Saturday, seven different offensive line units played, uh, and, and yet there wasn't really any drop-off when, when you had it out there. I mean, it was just they were able to rotate those guys around. They played fast. That second quarter flew by quick for Auburn in terms of just the pace of play that they had. You get Robbie Ashford into a red zone situation, and he cashes in time and time again. Thought Peyton Thorne, even though he didn't get to, you know, showcase a ton through the air and, and made some made some decisions that he probably wish he had back and some throws he wish he had back. He had several really good deep balls and, and good shots downfield. I thought was a positive to see on the defensive end. Uh, you rally after that first uh, drive. There's still some issues with this defense that, that they've definitely got to get cleaned up, especially playing Cal this week. But I thought the pass defense was really disruptive. Your pass rush got home. You blitzed really, really well. Donovan Kaufman had an awesome game. You get the two turnovers, Jalen Simpson uh, with the pick six. I thought Auburn just really made it hard for UMass to get in any sort of rhythm after that first drive. And part of it is because, um, you know, they didn't really have much of a shot to get anything through the air. So, those are strengths, really good special teams game. Uh, you know, not a lot of style points for Auburn in this game. I think I would say, like, more stuck, more actual points and style points in this game. Uh, but when you beat a team by 45 and cover uh, pretty easily, um, anytime you're, you're going to be pleased with that, especially week one with so many new pieces in the coaching staff and on the team. Uh, so yeah, a lot of positives there, as you would expect against uh, UMass. There were some negatives. Uh, if you could discuss some of those negatives, you mentioned a little bit of them, and then uh, 
Uh, Coach Freeze mentioned some negative aspects uh, in his first press conference, but just kind of on the negative side of things, what did you see? Yeah, it's just Auburn still got a, a bad issue, um, you know, run stopping. Um, I thought Auburn's defensive line didn't really impact the game as much as they should have, considering the the, the matchup that they had. Um, not a ton of plays by those guys up front, uh, and that's kind of a concern uh, for sure. It's early; we'll see what they can do. But Freeze said it yesterday; they got to be able to get off of blocks better. And if you're not doing that against UMass, doesn't bode very well for the rest of the season. But they've got time to improve for sure. Um, get the alignment and the assignments down. I thought Auburn played a clean game on offense, not as much on defense. Uh, and then your wide receivers got to continue to get better. Um, you know, there were some times where it just felt like Auburn wasn't getting anybody open. Nothing really was happening uh, in the passing game. And, and against UMass, you should be able to you know, find those things a little bit easier. Um, so there was a lot of stuff that, like, it didn't really matter that they made those mistakes and they didn't look as good in some of those areas because UMass was so overmatched. That ends this week because Cal, Cal is a power five team. I think they play better than their talent level suggests as, as they showed against in that big win over North Texas. And, and so, yeah, run defense, still figuring things out in the passing game. Those are the two concerns where I think, you know, at worst case it's going to be a problem for Auburn this season. Best case is it's going to be a work in progress. And, you know, I, I think if you want to look at things more positively, uh, teams are allowed to improve uh, from week to week, and Auburn's got plenty of time to do that in those problem areas. Yeah, and so now that's kind of going to lead into my next question is, I mean, when you're playing a team like UMass, I mean, really what can you take away from that? Because, I mean, the offense really was a very vanilla kind of offense. Defense tried to be vanilla, but then realized real quick that they were not going to be able to do it vanilla-wise. So, I mean, really how much of this win can you really kind of take away for what you're going to see from Auburn going down the road? positive trends you can say hey you were able to do things cleanly I thought that was good you know like a lot of that like stuff you worry about in week one like forcing things into turnovers um, you know procedural penalties stuff like that you didn't really have those issues in week one a lot of those things where I thought UMass were going to just kind of prey on you know hey Auburn's new um, they're, they're got a lot of new pieces they avoided a lot of that I think that's a positive Anything about like you know how you ran the ball or how you threw the ball or how you st- you know the, UMass is not the talent level you're going to be playing. There's a lot of stuff where Auburn was just hey we're bigger and faster and more talented than you and you're just going to have to deal with it. So I think a lot of it's just like the stuff Auburn can control like their own game. Um, some of it was really positive. Yeah, you know, like I said, no procedural penalties, no turnovers. They did good in that area, but some of the alignment assignment issues, some of the missed tackling, some of getting out of the wrong spots, not being on the same page on offense and defense, got to work on that. So um, a lot of negatives, even from a 45-point win, there's a lot of negatives that you can kind of fix from this game. And for the positives, you can say, hey, you know, you, you were a little bit more cohesive than people probably thought uh, at the beginning. So it's a lot of the takeaways you can take away from a game like a week one win over UMass is a lot to do with what Auburn did and the stuff that they can control, the stuff that doesn't have anything to do with what the opponent is. And that's not a lot but it's still enough to kind of carry over. Justin, you talked about uh, Robbie Ashford's success there in the red zone, and and there's stuff to build on Peyton Thorne. Uh, Hugh Freeze was asked about that two-quarterback system, and he, you know, he kept, you know, he's kind of deflected it a little bit. We're saying, you know, as long as it works, we're going to do it. Realistically, you know, I know it's a small sample size with just UMass and and then whatever we've seen in fall camp, but realistically, how far down the road can this two-quarterback system work in this Hugh Freeze offense? 
I think it could work all year. I really do. I, I don't think there's any issue with having a quarterback who plays in a package, who comes in in certain situations, and you know what you can get out of him. I think you can do that. Um, you know, I, I do not believe that you can't – this whole, like, you can't play two quarterbacks. I, I don't buy into that. You know, I think, I think you know, it's kind of like the Wildcat. Like, you know, nobody sits here and says, well, Auburn's not going to be able – you know, a, a team's not going to be able to be successful because there's no way you can run a Wildcat and your own offense. I, I think the Astrid system, you got to kind of apply the same logic to it. You're going to have to be able to throw the ball, you know, in those sets to beat the best defenses with it. Um, but I, I think it's I think it's a system that's going to work, and I think that's something that you know it, it, it keeps you know it gives what Robbie Astrid's the really good at, which is running the ball, and making decisions in the option game, uh, and, and you know allows Auburn to still have the kind of passer that they need to make this offense really click between the twenties with Peyton Thorne. So yeah, why not? Why 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 wouldn't it work? Uh, I don't think it threw off the flow of anything. I don't think it's gotten any sort of you know, quarterback controversy. People may try to generate that, but that's you know kind of pretty gar- pretty much garbage at this point. Um, you know, this is a this is a you know a situation where you put a player that has a really unique skill set and a really good skill set and try to maximize him, knowing that he might not be your best quarterback overall. Um, you know, plenty of teams have done that over the years, and and you know I think Auburn could be one of those teams that use it pretty successfully. But you got to have Ashford throw the ball out of it from time to time. You didn't have to do that in week one. Maybe you got to do that in the next few weeks. Talking to Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer today on Sports Call. So, Justin, let's transition into the Cal game now. And when you look at Cal last week, I believe they were only favored by five points when they went down to Denton to face North Texas. They won by 37. Just as in general, did that performance change your mindset about this game for Auburn in any way? Absolutely. I think Cal's a lot better on offense than, than we thought they were going to be. And I think – Look at SP Plus uh, today that came out on ESPN. Uh, Cal had the Auburn had the fifth biggest jump of any team in the country in their ratings offensively. Cal had the fourth, um, and you know Auburn's was a lot of hey they took care of the ball and they were efficient with their opportunities. Cal's was man they just blitzed uh, uh, you know North Texas. They ran nearly a hundred plays. It didn't matter who the quarterback was. They were moving the ball. Jay Knott is awesome. Uh, they've got two other running backs, including a. Uh, a transfer from uh, Montana State, Isaiah Fossey, uh, who is just—I mean—he—he uh, he had a run in that game where he looked like Marshawn Lynch. It was—it was really impressive. Uh, that North Texas team was rebuilding, but like they're still not a bad team. And to win like that on the road and do it with offense, which is something Cal has not really been known for the last few years, uh, is pretty impressive. Um, so I mean, yeah, I mean Auburn opened this game about a touchdown favorite. That's kind of where. A lot of the numbers would have it as. Um, I think. I think it's. A, I think it's a tougher game than we thought heading into the season. Because in the preseason, you look at it and say, "Well, Cal struggled this year. Auburn should be better. They should be more talented." That's true. That's still. That's still the case. But like, Cal's got continuity in their coaching staff. This isn't week two for them. It's you know year five, six, seven, however many it is for some of these coaches on the staff at at Cal. And, and they and they put up a really good. Uh, effort in week one against a better team that Auburn played, and they had to do it on the road. You know that 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 changes the dynamic. Does that make you know Cal the favorite in this game? No, but I do think it makes Cal a more dangerous team than we thought heading into the season. 
Justin Hughes was asked about the defense yesterday, and he said that it was they. It's it's not like it was last week. You know what they're going to do on defense. They just do it really well. What is that? Uh, what, what type of challenges does that give an offense where you you know what they're going to do on defense, but it, it's just they do it so well that sometimes you can't beat it. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like you know you can have your reads and you can have your checks, and you're not going to be surprised. Like Cal Cal's not a defense that's going to do a lot of exotic blitzing. They're not going to do a lot of just wild stuff like to try to trap you like what UMass did last week with Don Brown and uh, if I may say they did so very unsuccessfully um, Cal is a is kind of what you see is what you get kind of defense I liken it uh, you know to the Kevin Steele days the thing about Kevin Steele days at Auburn is, is and what made them so effective was this he had his guys play simple roles in their defense and just turn them loose let talent beat talent let execution beat execution and go from there like when Auburn had Kevin Steele as their defensive coordinator, you knew they were going to rush four passers, have two in the box, play two two high safeties, and, and man up across uh, across their corners and their nickels. That was pretty much what Auburn did over and over again. J- Justin Wilcox has a defense where, like, you know what you're going to get out of them. It's just going to be a matter of can we execute our stuff better than they execute their stuff. And that's where it gets kind of tricky for Auburn because they're in week two of a new offense. Wilcox is in, you know, at year six, year seven. These, def- these defensive guys know what they're doing. Um, so it's continuity versus talent really is what you're going to see in this game. Uh, and so, yeah, like you're not going to expect anything to be thrown out out of nowhere that's going to surprise you from Cal. But, like, they're going to be pretty fundamentally sound and, 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 and technique sound on what they do. And it's just going to be a matter of if Auburn can out-execute them and out-talent them. Last week, Cal ran for 357 yards, six touchdowns. Obviously, it's a big part of what they do. I know they have a quarterback injury concern, but their backup did play pretty well against North Texas. So, Ferg, if you were grading this offense, or at least the run game, is there any SEC team we could compare it to? Because I know that a lot of people are not necessarily familiar with a a six-win program out in the Pac-12. But I think a lot of people are curious with this defensive front of Auburn having struggled against the rush last year, struggled against the run against UMass. Like, What kind of challenge, comparatively speaking, are we talking about here? I think stylistically they remind me a lot of what Ole Miss is going to do. And if you look at their offensive coordinator, Jake Spavital, and that should be a name that's familiar to some Auburn fans. He was Johnny Manziel's offensive coordinator at Texas A&M. He's kind of bounced around the league uh, for, for a while. Uh, was most recently the head coach at Texas State. That didn't work out. Now he's at Cal uh, as their offensive coordinator. Um, they, they ran nearly 100 plays in that game on Saturday. Uh, they run fast, and they want to – you know, do that kind of stuff, maximize the amount of attempts on the field, and they have depth and they believe in their running game. They're going to utilize a spread offense where they're going to, um, you know, get a lot of different dudes involved, and they're going to be able to, you know, make sure that they can feed it to their top guy. And, I, you know, Quinshot Judkins was incredible last season at Ole Miss. Jay Knott had about 900 yards last year on a bad Cal team as a freshman. Like that, you know, so there's a comparison there to be made. They've got depth out of the transfer portal. Afonso, like I said, had a phenomenal game. The Montana State transfer as well. Um, you know, so even though Ott went for nearly 200 yards against North Texas, their two backup running backs combined for over 100 yards and five more touchdowns. Like this is a really, really talented team uh, on the ground. If Sam Jackson, the fifth place, uh, he's a guy that um, was it was the quarterback at TCU. He actually played high school football with Peyton Thorne, was a wide receiver for him. Uh, when he was in high school back in Illinois. Dude's really talented, really fast. If he's healthy, that brings another dimension to that running game. So 
Ole Miss is kind of stylistically what I see a lot of in Cal. Obviously, Ole Miss, you know, more talented team, SEC team. Uh, but I think Cal stylistically is going to want to do a lot of stuff that you're going to see later on in the year from the SEC. So it's a, it's a really good stylistic challenge uh, here in week two for Auburn. He's Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer joining us today on Sports Call. Justin, as always, the time's greatly appreciated. How can everyone follow along and get involved with your coverage of Auburn and Cal this week? Yeah, auburnobserver.com. Sign up there. It's uh, $6 a month or $6 a year for a subscription. We email everything to you, all of our newsletters, all of our podcasts. Uh, we're putting out something pretty much you know, once a day, sometimes even twice a day, um, You know, getting you ready for the Cal game this week. Uh, looking back at the UMass game, um, you know, got some fun stuff like the 2013 series we're doing, mailbag on Friday. Got plenty of stuff coming. And like I said, I'll be in Berkeley this weekend, so we'll have plenty of coverage out uh, from from uh, from California. So AuburnObserver.com, sign up. Like I said, everything we do gets emailed to your inbox so you can read and listen on your own time. Sign up at AuburnObserver.com. Justin, as always, the time is greatly appreciated. Hope you have a great trip to Cal. We look forward to catching up again next week. Absolutely. Thank you, guys.